Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you. You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have Samantha Skelly with us. Welcome, Samantha. So nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. This is our second conversation. And last time I had the pleasure of being on your podcast. So I'm so excited to dive in again with you today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read an intro just to let the audience know a little bit more about you. Samantha Skelly is a self made entrepreneur and CEO of the multi-million dollar breathwork and wellness company, Pause. She's a highly sought after international speaker, best-selling author, and coaching expert with a heart-centered approach to life and business. A leading authority on trauma healing, stress release, Samantha has made it her life's mission to rid the world of anxiety so people can thrive using the power of their breath. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to be here. (laughs) So I always ask when I have a guest, how did you get to this place in your life? What was it that called you to do Mm -hmm. this work? You know, 
people always ask me like, like what made you want to start pause? And it's, it was very much the opposite. It was one of those things where it literally just came to me. I was driving from LA back to San Diego where I live one day in 2017 and I was getting a little bit bored of my previous company um, that I was running. It was called Hungry for Happiness. And I, I love the mission and I love all the work that we did there as a team. I love all the clients that we served, but it got to this place where I'm like, I'm not fulfilled anymore in doing that. And a mantra that I use all the time is I reserve the right to change my mind. So I'm like, I reserve the right to change my mind. I've changed my mind. I don't want to do this business anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wasn't actively looking for something else, but I knew that something else was on the horizon for me. So I ended up, um, I went to a mastermind and um, I was like, I think there's something else. Like there's, I, I can feel it. It's like the feeling of like birthing something new. And I was on the highway and I was like, okay, what is it? Like, what's my next thing? And it just dropped in so clear. And it was like, you need to teach the world to breathe. And then it dropped in again and it was like, it's called pause breath work. And so the whole idea for pause literally down to like the business model, like everything was so divinely inspired and it just came, it, it literally came to me. And then I was like woken up at 3am for multiple, like for a long period of time. And like everything was just being channeled through like all of the curriculum and all all of the content and all of the like the basically what I should do. And it was like one of the most incredible experiences because I feel with my first two companies, it wasn't like that. My first two companies were very much like, what should I do and what makes sense and how should I do it? Pause has always been very divinely guided from day one. So I feel very grateful for that. Oh, I love that story so much. And just that power of being able to tune into your, your inner voice or tune into the, the universe, right? Like I think so many people haven't, haven't learned how to do that. And the gifts that come when we learn how to do that, that's, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And just the, the bravery, what's your mantra again? I love it so much. I reserve the right to change my mind. So like, you know, it's like when I make decisions, I make those decisions because they're intuitively what needs to happen in that moment but we can get so caught up on like like there comes a point where it's like people will say like well i'm gonna stay with this because i'm i'm in integrity to what i said i was gonna do and it's like it's like there's a line of that yes like integrity is one of my top values but also creative living is one of my top values and intuition and listening and being in my truth is one of my top values. And so if I make a decision that felt in alignment at a time period, that's not going to be like that for my whole life, you know? And and the beautiful thing about business is it's it's a creative art project the whole time. Like we're just creating, we're doing all sorts of things. So it's Mm -hmm. like, how can we be more integral with the art and the creativity and shift and change and edit and optimize when we need to? So good. So, so good. I want to go back to breath work and just ask you, like, how did you learn about that? I feel like there, there was a time where that was such a new concept. Like, it, yeah. And now it's become more, you know, a lot of people know about it, but anyways, how did you find all the cool kids are doing it now? Yeah. All the cool kids. Right. So how, how did you find breath work? Again, it found me. 
It was like not something I was searching for. <laughs> um, I, I struggled with an eating disorder in my late, late teens, early 20s. I was a dancer and an actress. And so I struggled a lot with like overeating, undereating, body image issues. I did like all the fitness competitions to try and get myself out of it. And I did a lot of like cognitive behavioral change and talk therapy and, um, you know, a lot of stuff like that. And I realized like, wow, the true sustainable change happens in the body. Like it's somatic healing right? That breath work is a somatic healing practice. Um, so I, I didn't know about breath work at the time, but I followed my intuition. I went to Bali because I read Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds like a good idea. Oh my gosh. I, I, I found the actual dude. Like I went to Bali and I found the guy from the book. <laughs> no way. Yeah. He's dead now. But when oh I, this gosh. was like 14 years ago. Okay. So I want to go to Bali because of that book too. But I, I mean, I know there's, there's so, so many of us that have that desire, but I love that you did it because I yeah. know so many people thought it and you, yeah. you did it. So I did it for seven years straight. Like I went to Bali every single year for a month, but the first time I went, I found this dude who like changed my life. I'm like, this is insane. And then he, what he told me to do, he, he told me to meditate. And I was like, I hate meditation but I did it anyways. I, I went to go do it anyways. And I realized that when I got to the studio where the meditation class was, there was no meditation class, but there was a breathwork class and it was a three hour class. And I was like, well, let me just try this. And that was the time where, you know, I had this crazy experience. I still remember sitting at a picnic table after the class, like just like looking around being like, what is life? Like, what is life? And it's funny because like, I teach breathwork a lot. Like I, I woke up this morning at 5.30 and I went to go teach a 6.30 class for a mastermind in here in San Diego for one of my dear friends. Um, I'm, I go to LA a lot and I teach breathwork to like rooms of like hundreds and hundreds of people. I do retreats. Like I, I'm like always teaching and I don't need to. We have a thousand facilitators in 27 different countries. Like I don't need to teach. Like I don't, I could, I could have easily sent like any of my coaches and facilitators, but I do it because I'm obsessed with it. And I'm obsessed with seeing the transformation that people go through in such a short amount of time. And that's one of the big reasons why I built the pause breathwork app as well Is like, I want people to have access to breathwork 24 seven. I want people to have something that they can tap back into and they can remember who they are. They can remember how powerful they are 24 mm -hmm. seven. And so this morning, even, you know, seeing these grown ass men ball their eyes out and remember their power, remember how amazing they are. Like that is the most, one of the most fulfilling things for me, you know? Um, I mean, I, oh. I just love that. So I want to give people the taste of this medicine that I got in Bali that one time. And that's like our mission with pause breathwork is a help helping a million people through breathwork. Beautiful. There's so much that you shared mm -hmm. there that we can talk about. And I think realizing that there's all these different ways of healing, you mentioned, you know, there's the, the traditional, um, therapy, et cetera. Um, there's all, there's a million things out there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But this, the simplicity of coming back to your breath. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, you know, go to an office or take all kinds of drugs, et cetera. Like just, I love that it's like, it's within you and you have the power to access it wherever you are. I just, I think mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of these things where 
the, I think the reason why I love it so much is there's literally no barrier to entry. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like every, like I've taught, I've taught breath work in prisons around America. I've taught it to like homeless people. I've taught it to billionaires. I've taught it to, you know, the room that I was in today was like, you know, a bunch of like technology entrepreneurs who have businesses that are like a hundred million plus, you know, it's like every, like, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's like every single person, no matter their wealth and where they came from, it's like they have the same experience of like being reconnected into themselves. And so it is truly one of the most healing, healing things that we could possibly do. I love it. I love it so much. And I love that you're so passionate about it. I relate to that as a heart-centered entrepreneur and just my own passion and knowing that I get to do something that I'm really excited about and something that I know that other people will really benefit from. I think it just, it just changes how you go about life, you know, when you're excited about what you're doing. Um, so such a gift. I have a question for you about breath work. I have, you know, admittedly not done it as many times as I would like. I've probably done it about five, six times. One time was at a retreat. And it was about a three hour practice, Mm -hmm. which at first I thought, oh my God, three hours. What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what you don't realize is when you're in it, that time goes so fast. Mm -hmm. The time doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had a very spiritual experience while, while doing it. Mm -hmm. I was connected to an aunt of mine who had passed away. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was just incredibly powerful. Can you tell me, is that common? Is it common? Does that happen? Yes and no. Yes and no, right? It's like every single breathwork session is completely different. I've been doing breathwork for 14 years now every single day. And so I don't even know how many times that is, but that's a lot of times, right? 14 years times 365. I don't know. I don't math, but I'm pretty sure that's a lot. And so every single time I do it, it's completely different. Like there's times where I'm just feeling so much joy and gratitude. And I'm just like bubbling with joy and gratitude. There's times where I'm like bawling my eyes out. There's times where I'm connecting to my past lives. There's times where I'm connecting to people in this life. Like there's, there's times where I'm connecting with people who have passed. Like there's so much variability in breath work and it's it's so different for every single person every single time Mm -hmm. so like yes that does happen we do have access to like because we're not we we're not thinking like our mind stops us from feeling our power it stops us from being intuitive from like sensing other things and so if you Mm -hmm. naturally like when you release all of your protectors and your doubt and everything if you naturally have a connection to other realms right you're gonna feel that you're gonna have access to that because your mind's not saying oh that's weird morgan like that's don't do that that's not even possible it's like your mind's not there to do that so there's direct access so yeah it's 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 normal does it happen for everyone no but it absolutely can thank you i've Mm. been wanting to ask that question (laughs) for about a year so (laughs) thank you Um, yeah. And I, I love that you talk about doing it every day. And I love that you talk about feeling all the feelings. Mm -hmm. I was just doing Mm -hmm. some writing and I, I I wrote this part about life is not a feelings buffet where we pick only the feelings we want. 
We mm. get all the feelings when we decide to heal and to feel, we get all of the feelings, right? That's such a great way to put it. And that's so true. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's transition. I want to talk a little bit about building intentional partnership. You are engaged. Mm. I can see the rock. It looks beautiful. It's gorgeous. Crazy. I'm still like not used to it. I'm like, whoa. I know that happened in between um, yes. when we last spoke. So yes. Yes. congratulations. Um, just tell us a little bit what it's like to intentionally build a partnership, I guess, using breath work in that. And then I'd be curious w- what it's like to just be connected to your purpose mm. as CEO and building a connection with someone while, while doing that. It's the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> and I, you be, know, yeah, I'm just going to be real. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. So I'm like, I want to hear you talk about it. Yeah. So. so between the two of us, we have four companies, which okay. is a little bit nutso, but not so also um, an entrepreneur. Oh yeah. He's an entrepreneur big time. Yeah. So it's hard, like, it's hard <laughs> and it's the greatest thing in the whole world because there's two people who are so committed to their growth, so committed to success, so committed to changing the world, so committed to all of these, you know, all of these things. It's, it's one of the greatest things in the whole world. And it takes so much work to find the boundaries between work and our relationship, to find the polarity to, you know, cause when I'm, when I'm building pause, like right now I'm the CEO. And so that takes a lot of like my healthy masculine to like, like, you know, make it all work. Like it's the duality of the masculine and the feminine. I don't work like a dude, but I do have a masculine like energy that comes through. Well, if I bring that masculine energy down to Eric, he's, he's like, whoa, what's going on? And so it takes a lot of awareness. It takes a lot of conversation. It takes a lot of uh, connection and honesty to be like, hey, here's what's up right now. And, you know, it's like work can so easily seep into our personal life and have an impact on our intimacy and polarity and connection. You know, it's like the famous, like, just one more email. It's like, no, we end at six. Like, it is done. (laughs) You know, I start my meetings at 11. So I don't do anything until 11. And that's my time to like meditate, create, um, you know, manifest, read, educate, think, that's my time to like really work on the business. And then 11 to two is when I do my like meetings and meeting with my team and coaching my team. And then two, two to four, I kind of have another little break. And then four to six, I'm in delivery calls, whether I'm doing like a marketing webinar or, or training my breathwork facilitators or training my somatic healers or um, do running my mastermind, like whatever it is, I'm, I'm in it. So um we that's like my work schedule which is you know pretty pretty full on and so after work that from like 6 to whenever we go to bed like that's our time to connect and eat dinner and hang out and you know be in our relationship and we try and find pockets throughout the day to connect as well but it's really about having um a lot of boundaries with work and just like shutting it off and you know these phones are the most seductive distractions we have you know it's like him and I are just very mindful of like the phone and like time that we're in our phones. Cause it's like, if you don't, if you're not present to it, it can really suck your soul. 
I love this so much. (laughs) I love that you shared about the time blocking. That's something Mm -hmm. I do. And it took me a couple of years to discover Mm -hmm. that, but it absolutely has changed my business and my life. Um, You talked about polarities, which I know I've mentioned in the podcast before, but maybe just explain that a little bit more about what, what you mean. Yeah. So it's like one of my mentors, Tony Robbins says, relationships don't die because of lack of love. They die because of a lack of polarity. Meaning when, when there isn't that charge, that like healthy charge, when the man is in his masculine and the woman is in her feminine, when, when that isn't happening and like two people, like when, when Eric and I are both in our masculine, it's like, no way. Like that doesn't work. And he is not a feminine dude at all. Like for those of people who've met him, he's like very masculine. And so when I'm in my masculine, I bump up against that. And then it creates like tension. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, am I, am I living with my fiance or am I living with a roommate? Because I'm being so masculine right now. It just feels like it's two dudes, you know, like two alpha males in the house. So it's about a conscious decision of me, you know, and, and not to say that he's never like, he obviously has a feminine side, but his core is masculine, right? My core is feminine. And so it's about how can we really be in honor of what we naturally are so that we can create polarity so that there can be intimacy and connection and all of the rest of it. Um, and when we don't have that, it just creates a little bit of like frustration for the both of us. I love it so much. And it goes in alignment with what Esther Perel says, desire Mm -hmm. needs a bridge to cross. We need to be on opposite Mm -hmm. sides of the bridge Mm -hmm. to have that connection flow. Um, Yeah. And I love you. I love you talking about boundaries and (laughs) at six, at Mm -hmm. six, you're done. And then it's, yes, the intentional connection. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's put our phones down. Let's genuinely be curious about each other and each other's days and what we're feeling and what's on our mind mm-hmm. and active listening. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause it's like, otherwise, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What's the point of Why? being in a relationship? It's like, yeah. yeah, we need that presence, that nourishment, that love, that attunement, that connection, or else it's just like, oh, this is just someone I live with. You know, a relationship is this like living, breathing thing that we have to nourish. And, you know, it's like I think about how much love and attention and awareness and presence that I put into pause. Mm. It's like endless. There's an like Mm -hmm. so much. So and that's why it's successful and that's why it continues to grow and that's why it continues to do what it does. But if what if I was to put that same amount or maybe not same amount of time, but same amount of energy into my relationship. Well, then that, then that's going to grow and evolve, right? It's like wh- wherever we place our life force and awareness is going to grow and evolve, right? It's like relationships. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It makes me think about early in my um, business of, you know, the early, early stages where I was doing everything mm-hmm. and the irony Sam of, I am this relationship coach and I'm helping Mm -hmm. people find love, but I'm working these 12 hour days. I'm working through the weekends. I had no time or space for dating, Mm -hmm. but then I started seeing my clients get in these great relationships. I was like, wait, I think I want that. 
And it was, (laughs) I had to realize I had to make the space for it. There was no space Mm -hmm. in my life. So I think it's, I remember when I was single and I was just like, high achieving like a mofo and you know i don't have time for a relationship but i want one so bad i remember my coach at the time was like build your life as if you already have a relationship and i'm like what do you what do you mean (laughs) she's like have date nights but have them with yourself and then clear out some of your closet for his stuff and buy a big enough bed for someone else to fit and like have time to think like all these things i'm like oh that's interesting and and I did that. And then within a few months, boom, my like my last relationship popped in. It wasn't the right one, but the practice helped create the space for that one. And then that one helped create my mindset and my energy for this one, which is, you know, the one. But it is interesting, especially as female entrepreneurs, to really yeah slow down a little bit and pay attention to what we actually want because i think work can also be a seductive distraction you know it's like we think that this is everything but it's not actually what our heart earns for Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah i started to realize when i was doing my own work that work just felt so much easier for me it wasn't as vulnerable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly exactly so interesting I know. Yeah. Um, what, what is your current growth area in your, um, partnership and being engaged? And I'm just thinking, is there anything that's come up for you with that, with that new change? I know it's, it's a change. There's so much excitement. Hmm. My engine partnership always is commitment and it think in it feeling like my freedom's going to be taken away. Mm. That's always my edge. And so, you know, when we first started dating, I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Even though I'm like, you're everything that I want, but Holy shit, I'm scared. Right. So like that was present then. And then, and then when we got engaged, it was so joyful and so epic and I'm so happy but then I could feel that part of like, is this going to mean that I'm going to be tied down? And it's not true. It's like, it's like, what's going to change when a piece of paper is signed? We already share bank accounts and live together and, you know, and yeah, whatever, do, do everything together. Like we do life together fully. It's like nothing is, not much is going to change when we get married. Um, so, you know, I just realized like those parts of me are still very alive of like, I want freedom. I want freedom. I want freedom. And he feels it for sure. Um, but it's also something that I'm aware of. So it doesn't take over me. You know, I think it's, and I think that's the art of self-awareness is like, okay, that exists, but I'm, I'm observing it, which means I'm not going to get spun into it. You know? Oh, yes, I do. Yes. We talked about attachment Mm. theory a little bit. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, And we talked about avoidant Mm. attachment style and this belief that, uh, you know, that I have to be hyper-independent for survival and that it can actually be scary Mm -hmm. to depend on someone Mm -hmm. and that on the surface that looks like, Ooh, I'm going to lose my freedom if, if I'm in a relationship. So, but the awareness and choosing differently, Mm -hmm. how empowering is that? And then 
and having like a corrective emotional experience where you're mm-hmm. going, oh, I can have this connection and I can have my freedom. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's like, it's not one or the other. It's both. It's both. It's always it's both. both. Yeah. Even in business, you know, it's like, oh, we don't have to sacrifice. Like we get to have my acronym for, for my business is life, lucrative, impactful, fun, and easy. Mm. I have a, I have a mastermind that I'm starting called the life mastermind. And it's about how can we scale to seven figures and far beyond with life as the acronym, let it be lucrative, impactful, fun, and easy. Like if it's not, what are we doing? And how can we do it in the new way? Like not doing it through like, like being men, but how can we honor our femininity and be creators, not builders, right? Women are creators. We're not builders. And so a lot of times we get caught up on funky stuff. Yeah. And the the same as it is in business, it's the same in creating a partnership Mm -hmm. where you don't have to do it the way it's always been done. Right. Like I think people see their parents connection and they go, I don't want that. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what's ruining relationships today is like our parents were not the greatest role model. Not, I mean, there's exceptions to the rule for sure. Um, But most models of partnership were awful. Like, fuck that. (laughs) You know, like, I don't want that. So either we're like, you know, there's the whole polyamorous thing of like, let's just be polyamorous and like, let's not commit. And I, and I think that can work for some people, but it's very rare. I think a lot of people who do that are just afraid of being in a committed relationship because of what they've seen. Like I I've met like a couple people who like really knock out the polyamory thing. Well, but other than that, I haven't seen them be successful. Yeah. Anyway, that's a different, that's, that's a different podcast. I have a funny story (laughs) about that though, but, um, I tried polyamory with one of my partners in the past and we had this code of, um, I have a friend in town and meant like you're unavailable. Yeah. And I was like trying out for the first time and my partner had kind of like forgot that that's what we agreed upon. So he legitimately thought I just like had a friend in town, mm-hmm. but that was not the case. Um, needless to say, polyamory <laughs> was not for me. Yeah. And, and I agree that there are some people that it is for them and they do it well and it works, but it does, it just takes a ton of energy. And I think people that don't have much else on their plate and they can just kind of focus on for sure. Like, like for sure. Like if you have a ton of energy to waste, like go for it because that's it's yeah. Like it's for me, like there's my, the commitment that I have to Eric and like the, the love that I have there the sacredness of it is so energy giving and it helps me with everything else. You know, it's like, it's helped me become a better entrepreneur and leader. It's helped me become a better sister and daughter. It's helped me become a better friend. Like it's so energy rich. Whereas in my last relationship, because I like, I didn't feel his commitment. I didn't know if I was the only one. I, you know what I mean? Like it was so draining of like all of my survival strategies getting kicked up all the time and just feeling so exhausted. I'm like, it was so that relationship was so energetically expensive. And this one is so energetically giving that I'm like, I, again, for me, I wouldn't be able to do the polygamy thing. Like the thought of like Eric kissing another girl makes me want to throw up, you know? 
Yeah. Everyone has their own ways of being that work for them, but exactly. And I I love that you brought this up, the distinction of the securely attached relationship that's energy giving. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we have that secure base, we can go out into the world and do whatever we want. hundred percent. Which is what you're talking about, becoming that Mm -hmm. even better version of yourself because of the secure base. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Are there any practices that you and Eric do to intentionally give to your relationship, like a gratitude practice or any, anything that you find yourselves doing? We've got practices for days. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. I want to (laughs) know. So Sundays, we do something called a coffee date. Every single Sunday, we never miss a day. And what we do there is we sit, we go to a a cute little coffee shop, mostly like we try and find ones that we haven't been to before. And we get a coffee, obviously. And we sit down and we go through this seven point agenda where we talk about, we look back on the previous week and we're like, okay, what do we appreciate about each other? And we, we spend some time. I appreciate this. I appreciate this. I appreciate this. And sometimes you know, when you do something for your partner and it doesn't register for them, but you're like, I did this for you and I want to be acknowledged. So after the appreciations, I'll be like, Hey, is there anything I'm like, I appreciate you for all these things. And is there anything I missed? And he'll be like, yeah, I really want to be acknowledged for the fact that like, I went to go take your car and get it charged and you didn't say thank you or whatever. Right. Like, um, so, so there's that. The second thing is opportunities for growth. So we, we go, okay, how can we grow? And this is not, I made this mistake. So please uh, learn from my mistakes. This is not a time to be like, you did this and you did this and you did this and you did this. This is a time to constructively like think about the partnership of like how we can elevate each other to grow together. Right. So opportunities for growth as the partnership, not necessarily like this is how you need to grow. So an example of that is like, you know, um, so an example of that is what I shared earlier, right? Like a couple, probably about a year ago, we were like, hey, work is seeping into our personal relationship. Like, what can we do in order to like make that stop? Okay, six o'clock, we're done. Like, we're not working after six, you know, unless literally like he was like, unless literally like Oprah calls you and like wants you to like, right? Like we we stop at six when we're at home. So um, opportunities for growth. And then we go into um, like connection and intimacy. Like what are some things like how can we show up for each other differently when it comes to, like connection, intimacy, sex? We then talk about um, travel. Like what are the upcoming travel things that we have? Like are we coming with each other? Are, we, are, are they booked? Da, 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 da. Then we talk about like fun and play. Like what are the, the, the fun and playful things that we're planning to do in the future? So that could be like, um, like we want to climb Mount Whitney. Like, okay, we're coming Mount Whitney. We're going to train for this. Or it can be like, oh, we really want to hang out with like, you know, Dan and Renee tonight. Okay, cool. Text Dan. Like, let's get on the calendar. Um, then we talk about um, like the f- like future goals and dreams of like, what are, what are the future goals and dreams that we have, you know, uh, individually and together. And then the final one is like, what is coming up this week? Like, what are you, what's on your, what's on your week? Like things like sometimes like, I have like my videographer come over and he's in the house all day and we're filming all day. So I'm like, Hey, John's coming over on Thursday. Like we're going to be filming all day just so you know. So that's, that's, that's uh Sundays. Sunday nights is coffee dates. 
Thursday nights is date night. So we have gotten into like, we're very consistent with date night. Um, what we've been doing uh, recently is we both want to learn how to cook better. So rather than going out to a restaurant, we'll hire a chef to come to our house and like teach us like how to cook something. Um, so that's so like Thursdays and Sundays are, are like more structured things. Um, and then the rest of the week in the evenings is pretty flexible, whether we do our own thing like I'm I'm big I'm big into surfing and dancing, so I'll like surf or dance most nights. Um, and he does jujitsu and he likes shooting guns, so that's what he does. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a little bit of like the structure that we have. And then this sounds a little bit like um, weird, but it just works for us. Like we have like chores that we do. Like for instance, like I make the bed every single morning, he makes the coffee every single morning, right? I make dinner, he cleans up. Like, so there's like things that we do that if if something is not being done, we're like, hey, let's just create a system around this so it's not an energy leak. Cause like those little things, it's like, well, you didn't do them. It's like, we don't have time for that. Like, I don't, I don't wanna fight with you over like the freaking dishwasher. Let's just create a system and get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I hope that answers your question. We're pretty structured. This was, it was so good. That was, that was juicy. I love when people give the details of what it actually looks like in practice. I think Mm. the audience is going to love that. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. And I, I talk a lot about relationship culture. Every, every single Mm. relationship Mm. has a culture and it's usually unconsciously created but when we have practices like you just described, we get to intentionally create some of the culture. Mm-hmm. And part mm-hmm. of your culture is talking about how how it's all going and what can you work on. And growth is mm-hmm. part of your culture, right? And I think it's beautiful when you get to say, hey, this gets to be intentional. I get to create the kind of relationship that I want, the kind that feels good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I love that relationship culture. So good. And having a partner that wants to do that with you. Cause I think we've been in relationships where if maybe you would have brought up the Sunday coffee date, you know, that, that they might not have been up for it. Right. So it's like that person who wants to grow with you and create with you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so, yeah. so important. My last partner definitely would not do that. <laughs> He's great, but he wouldn't do that. And and that tells you a lot about what they want. And it's not that it's bad, but they want something different. different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not anything to do with you. You know, like some of the things that I tried to bring to my last relationship, he was just like, no. And I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, oh, is it me? And no, it's not. It's like, it's like you will be perfect for the right person. You know, like Eric loves that I am structured in some of the things that we do. And he loves the crazy kind of like off the handlebars type of, you know, energy. Whereas my last relationship was like, you are too much to handle sometimes. (laughs) So, yeah. It's not you. It's finding that, that right person that wants to grow with you. Exactly. Exactly. I like, I like to think like you're building a relationship house and you got to mm. find the person that wants to build the same That's it. house. hundred percent. Yeah. Who wants to build this house? <laughs> <laughs> if one wants to build a modern farmhouse and the other one is building like a condo, you know, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you yeah. have to want to build the same house. I want the modern farmhouse. That sounds great to me. 
that's what I'm building right now. So girl, you are? Yes. I got, I got five oh, acres told me, in told Montana. Me. Yeah. That's right. You told me. Come on oh, out. I literally cannot wait. Yeah, <laughs> so excited. Thank you. I'm excited. It, that has been my fun thing is, is doing that and picking out everything. So. Oh my gosh. Yes. Are you close to being done? Yes. January. Hopefully that's what they oh said. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most exciting thing ever. Five acres, modern farm. Like, oh my God, I can't even wait for you. That's so yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know our time is flying by. I wanted to ask you because we do have a lot of people who listen who have struggled in their past relationships mm-hmm. and they're like, I just want to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't it happened for me yet? Mm-hmm. A lot of people that are stuck on the timeline. What What would you say to that listener that's just struggling with attracting their person? Oh, gosh. I remember about five years ago, I was single and I was just writing in my journal every single night, like, like as if it was already done, like I'm sitting here with my person and da, 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 da. And, you know, I was like really calling it in and really feeling into it and really holding the vision. And I think the biggest thing is like, hold the vision of what you desire, not the circumstance of it not being here. I think with anything in life, like sometimes we can get so fixated on like, the gap like what's not here yet and if we keep our energy on what's not here yet we just deplete ourselves like what about everything that you've become and who you've become and in this time period of like the pause of there not being a partner like who are you becoming you know like one of the big things for me is like who do i need to become in order to attract the type of man and then and then honestly it's like trusting in the divine timing of everything (laughs) i just had i had a moment this morning it's not relationship related but i had this moment this morning where i was on the beach with like someone that i consider a mentor like absolutely amazing and like him and i in that moment sort of decided to partner on something and it's been something that i've been waiting to have the perfect partner on for so long and i get it's business not relationship but it's like in this particular area of my life, I've just been like waiting, waiting, wait, waiting and trusting and trusting. I'm like the perfect person at the perfect time is going to, it's going to be the perfect thing. And it literally just dropped into my lap this morning and I could not have predicted it. You know, it's like love is so unpredictable. If we live in the land of predictability with love, like we're screwing ourselves. Like we can't live there. We have to live in the land of like infinite possibility and potential. Like what's possible? Like you have no idea when it's going to happen. And the more that we hold the vision and not the circumstance of like, what is the reality of now, the easier it is to expand into it. So keep holding the vision and not focusing on the gap. That's beautiful. Yeah. I always say, hold the vision, surrender the how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, that, that gave me goosebumps. And I think a lot of our listeners needed to hear that. So thank mm. you. Of course. Thank you for sharing it. Of course, of course, of course. Well, this has been such an incredible conversation. And I'm I'm just so grateful that that we've connected. Can you please tell everyone how they can connect with you and anything that you're offering? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So for those of you who desire to go deeper with breathwork or try it out, pause breathwork in the Apple store, just search pause breathwork and there's a free 14 day trial there. And then everything else I share all over my social media. So just my name, Samantha Skelly. Um, so if you want to become a breathwork facilitator or a somatic coach, it's all on there. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciated your time and our conversation. You are such a light. It's, it's good Mm. to connect with you. Mm. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. All right, everyone. And of course we are wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.